I know from my personal experience and as a marriage mentor working with thousands of women from every kind of faith background, that it's easy to become bitter when you feel that you are lacking a true spiritual equal and that maybe you're being forced to lead your family spiritually by default. Don't despair. We've got lots of helps and ideas for you in this episode of the Wife Savers podcast. Enjoy. Bags are packed. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Welcome to the Wife Savers Podcast, where multi-award-winning author and global marriage educator Ramona Zabriskie provides answers to your real wife questions. Our goal is to help you appreciate your womanhood, prioritize your personal development, and craft a powerful partnership with the man in your life. Hi, I'm Hannah Allen, and I'm proud to introduce my parents, Ramona and Dale Zabriskie. And yes, this is how they talk all the time. Let's listen. Hi, this is Dale Zabriskie, and once again sitting across the table from the beautiful Ramona Zabriskie. How kind of you. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day in the neighborhood, as they say. You know what that reminds me of? What's that? Fred Rogers. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, right? That's his trademark. It was the right? PBS uh, Beautiful Children's Show, PBS show that I grew up with. Mr. Rogers' Americans Neighborhood. Loved. Yeah. yeah. At least my generation. And I think actually, it, more than one. He generation. was on there for a long time. We even got to go to the studios in Pittsburgh and oh, where he recorded so it. Special that w- it was on his birthday. Oh, that's right. I it forgot. was on Fred Rogers' <laughs> birthday. Well, the the only reason that I think that's appropriate that you or that I brought up, you brought up, beautiful day in the neighborhood. But mm-hmm. the idea of Mr. Rogers and Fred Rogers, he was just like practically perfect in every way. <laughs> that's right. The male Mary Poppins. <laughs> and our letter writer today. I bet she wishes her husband was Fred Rogers. (laughs) Listen to this. She says, I've been married for 22 years. For the most part, it has felt like a normal marriage with ups and downs, but overall, positive and secure. We've had lots of obstacles like infertility, adoption, special needs children, a biological son with medical issues, loss of extended family, but... We just seem to weather on through. So good for them. That sounds like a pretty normal life, actually. Pretty much. Now, here's paragraph two. This is why she wrote to us. A couple of years ago, my husband openly admitted to one of our religious leaders his crisis of faith. Mm. Initially, he felt free from the responsibilities of church and religious expectations. He claimed that as he searched for answers, he was becoming more spiritual. But over the past couple of years, he has become more bitter and antagonistic to anything religious. That's her question, is what do I do, right? How do I fix this? Now, she's not the only one who talks to me about these things. So I have like three more excerpts from letters that are just representative of dozens, if not hundreds, of women who feel this way and have approached me on that very issue. The idea of a disparity 
between mm-hmm. husband mm-hmm. and wife and their ideas about faith and spirituality and, and sounds, church going. And, yeah, this first one sounds like they were doing okay and now they're going apart. She feels of. like, yes, yeah. yes, that's her concern okay. is that we're, we're, we're drifting Diverging. apart because of our difference in spiritual mm. things. Okay, mm-hmm. here's another one. She says, too, our marriage is solid, but I have felt that we have lost. This is a new letter writer. I just want to make sure this is clear. Part two, story two. Our marriage is solid, but I have felt that we have lost some of our trust and emotional closeness, patience and understanding. We don't do as many activities together and we don't hold up our spiritual traditions as much unless I lead the Mm. way. Mm -hmm. This is what I hear a lot. I feel like I carry most of the family unity and spiritual engagement. I would like to feel more connected to my spouse. And I would say that he probably does too. But we're looking for it and need it in different ways. Oh, that's an interesting point. So she's yeah. catching. That's, yeah, we're Which gonna, is probably let's talk a more positive thing for I them, think that is right? a positive thing. To realize thing. it's different for guys and But still, there's gals. disappointment. There's hurt. Mm. There's a little frustration in here that she's the one having to lead the way mm-hmm. spiritually for the family. Okay. okay. Here's another one that I've gotten. My husband won't make our kids go to church, so I do. So I make the kids go to church. Yeah, because he won't do it. He won't do it. And she thinks he's abdicating mm. his oh, responsibility yeah. okay. or his leadership of the family spiritually. So she's dragging the kids to church. To, and here's another one. To, to These are excerpts, right? Here's another one. I give them daily devotions. I pray with them at night. I'm the one who brings up spiritual values and discussions in our home. Why can't he? Mm. So this is, again, these are just four women representing four yeah. million women <laughs> are really nature. struggling and a little sad that they can't relate to their husband spiritually or he doesn't relate to them spiritually yeah, right, right. or that he's not living up to their idea of what a spiritual leader should be in the home. And, and there, yeah. there are many religions, uh, Mm -hmm. Christianity being one, generally speaking, that do believe that scripturally a man is to be the head of the home Mm -hmm. spiritually and that he's supposed to lead out, you know, spiritually. And And, and a lot of if you're attending religious services, there's a lot of messages that are heard Mm. from leaders or pulpits, which is which kind of drive that home. Oh, so men say, arise, men, yeah, men, men get, do, do your, your job. Right, do your right. job. Be the, be the man, lead okay. the family. And it, so if a woman's sitting there hearing that. That's, that's the expectation. That's her expectation. Right. Mm-hmm. It may not be happening at home. Now, you know, I have to say that in Wife Savers, we have students, we have women from all over the world. Every mm-hmm. culture you can imagine and every corner of the globe. And that would You've mean got every continent but Antarctica. Yeah, I nobody's from that. Antarctica no, yet. Penguins have a different type of <laughs> social system there. And but they represent every faith background. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, uh, truly. And as we're sitting here, I'm thinking, have I ever heard a woman complain that her husband was too religious, too, too spiritual, spiritual? <laughs> like he's neglecting me and the kids because of it? And the answer is yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But only one. 
Not exactly a statistically <laughs> significant number. An outlier, Only as we one. say. And she's from India. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I was sitting here thinking, too, there are certain religions where very male-dominated yes. uh, type thing. Oh, that's true. Right? Right. And then from India, certainly there's a lot of culture of... Uh, of uh, very spirit, lots so, having lots been, of there too, having yes. been there too. Having been there, it's prevalent. It's just obvious throughout yes. the whole society and culture. Right, of, of spiritual things. Right, yeah. So uh, though there's a great diversity and ways to believe, generally speaking, um, I just our our student body, I would say the most, the majority really do believe in God, and this is important to them. It is an issue. So mm -hmm. I hope that many listeners are going to uh, relate to it. And we have a lot of ideas and solutions. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to start, though, by exploring just really briefly what his perspective or maybe maybe so much his reasons. Why, why doesn't a guy want to go his, to church? His motivation. Why doesn't he? What is why, his motivation? What is his motivation? <laughs> why doesn't he say, hey, yeah, kids, let's go. let's go to church. Or, hey, kids, yeah. let's have prayer. Or, hey, kids, let's read the Bible together today whatever. or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is what she's hoping. Why doesn't he? Because she's there. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Because I mean, she's got that. She'll, she'll handle that. Oh, because she's yeah. doing it so well? Already? That's that going to be part of it. She's just, are you saying that, wait a minute. <laughs> well, <I laughs> He's think like, why bother? She's got well, it. Well, it's like most things, right? I've said before on this podcast where I've sat in my, my lazy boy, uh, coma boy recliner and watch you just move and go and being <laughs> constant movement. And I'm like, she's oh, got it. She'll okay. take care of it. This bears... We're going to need to talk about this more here because... Oh, off, no, not, off microphone? No, oh, on good. microphone. Whew. Thought this I did idea wrong that here. she never <laughs> because she she may be her biggest problem maybe that she's doing too much is that mm, what you're saying in okay, some yeah. families yeah. not across the board okay, sure. but in some situations it may be in other situations that he's not comfortable with spirituality mm -hmm, or the mm -hmm. idea of God or talking mm -hmm, about God sure, or whatever because sure. of who knows what else right. going on in his life in either the present. Or, or the, the past. past. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Right? Or the way he was raised. Or there's too many factors to even fathom. Um, here's another one, though. Research has shown that the primary worship services of many churches tend to reflect what women respond and relate to more than what men are responding to. Oh, really? Interesting. To. So for a lot of men, religious services aren't very... Interesting. <laughs> motivating <laughs> yeah 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 maybe yeah. not so th not that's interesting that's true not think they're boring but just generally speaking in, in religious services they are kind of ethereal and conceptual yeah. very and, relational yeah and feelings yeah. and experience where if you told me how to how to uh, fix my rototiller on uh, that's uh, got a broken <laughs> Johnson rod on it. That would be valuable. Ah. Oh, okay. I hope there's a pastor or two listening to this podcast. <laughs> saying, hmm, how can I tweak my sermon this Sunday? <laughs> Relate right. to the men. Well, you know, in but the I right. I think you're right. I mean, the whole aspect of a spiritual conversation or a spiritual message mm. is one, as you say, of what's my relationship 
to God. I mean, that if it mm. could, they all kind of boil down to that, don't they? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Every yeah. every spiritual practice yeah. or faith. Yeah. 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 Mm. Interesting. But I want to, there to be a little hope there because in the bright environment or among relatable and affirming relationships mm-hmm. with other men, for instance, I think that many men do come alive spiritually or can grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, what are the reasons behind his choices that may right. be one of them? Another one that it may be is that he could actually be fearful of leading or making the wrong decision for your family or not cutting it, right? Oh, it's huge. When huge it comes pressure. to your family. It's a huge it's pressure. pressure. It's massive. It really is. Uh, right down to, you know, so one of our one of our sons has been, uh, you know, well, all of our sons have gone through what I think is very common for men in their 30s and getting to be 40 is their career, right? And the decisions right. they make. And the conversations that I have with them are, they're really hard. I want to do this, but you know, I'm, I'm doing this right now. But what if I went over here? But that shift, that change, uh, and then to realize you've got, little mouths to feed and 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 lights to turn on and all those things that come with it and then add to that add, exactly the sense that i'm spiritually right. responsible I'm not for living this family up to, wait a minute wait a minute now my boss i can i can think about living up to but you're saying live up to god okay see how that's a whole different structure mm. and, mm. and 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 the, and and that that aspect of the unknown is hard nat- naturally for for a guy, right? What do you mean the unknown? Well, just what I'm saying. Should I keep this job? Should I shift? Should I change? Should oh, I do this? They want to be that? sure they're going to succeed. Yeah, right. There's okay. a lot of pressure. And so when you have this huge presence that's often hard to define, uh, it can be really, really, like you say, am I making the right decision? Okay. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it's hard. So there could be fear and trepidation sure, that way. absolutely. Okay. Well, there's got to be a gazillion reasons why anybody struggles. And and just the whole idea, generally speaking, think of Christianity, mm-hmm. is based the Ten Commandments. Okay, it all started with uh, uh, right. um, Charlton Heston, right, and the Ten Commandments. <laughs> it's all based on you need to do these things, right? Here right, are the things right. you need to live up to, and right. can be really, really when it's when it's can be so defined that way, uh-huh. but then. When you add God onto this big idea of God, it's okay. it's tough pressure. All right, a little intimidating to be the yeah super head right whatever okay super religious person. <laughs> I wanted I want to give some new perspective, so let's talk about oh I've got one two three four ways of con- looking for, at things from a little different angle like we always do for okay. our, our wives that might open up their minds, their hearts a little towards their husbands. And then I want to give them some solutions. Okay. Some real concrete ideas. Okay. So my first new perspective idea is this. You would like your husband to show a little more initiative when it comes to leading your family spiritually, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you'd like to see more evidence of or excitement in your husband's walk with God. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you'd just like to see him have a relationship with God in the first place. Yeah, just get started. Right. It's not even existent from what you can see. 
no matter where you fit in there. Or maybe you just like him to get more excited, more involved and listen to you and your excitement mm. and what you're learning and mm -hmm. how you're growing. And yeah. right now he's not even interested. Okay. In that, all right. Okay. Wherever you're at, it's important to begin by recognizing that no matter what your hopes and dreams for your husband are from a spiritual standpoint, what happens in his relationship with God or his lack of a relationship with God comes down to him and God, period. Mm. Yeah. Full stop. Okay. Period. Now, just be quiet for three seconds while we let this sink in. What happens in his relationship with God or his lack of one comes down to him and God, period. Period, yeah. And, and it, that's, that is so true, I think, of, of, uh, of every religion. That, um, and having traveled the world and been in these cultures that have, uh, you know, um, have uh, you know Buddhism as a or Hinduism mm -hmm. or, or whatever? They, yeah, because right? you truly well, have been all over. All these, but they all come down to this is mm -hmm. an individual thing. You know, this is your walk with whatever fill in the blank, right? Mm -hmm. And but as a couple, mm -hmm. that's hard to separate. It's hard to accept. It is hard, but but you're right. Everybody because has their ideally, own journey. Ideally, you want to feel so unified. You want to feel mm -hmm. like you're walking hand in hand mm -hmm. towards mm -hmm. the great light in the sky, you know. And <laughs> yeah, if you're going if different you, directions, the, our first two letter writers felt like their marriages had started that way, mm -hmm. right? And they believed that's how it was going to be, but their husband's spiritual journey took different paths or a little detour and or they weren't walking as fast as she was towards that great light in the sky that's that's disturbing and, and sad to a woman i totally get it because listen when we were first married yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought we were going down that path and that was important to me because mm -hmm. i'd grown up in a family where my mom and dad were not on the same page and it caused a lot of sadness and sometimes contention, right? Outright arguments. In fact, those are the only arguments I ever heard about. Really? Was about what was going to happen on Sunday morning mm. or what was happening that Sunday morning. My dad had plans for the family. My mom had her plans for the mm. family. Mm. We're going to church or whatever. So um, I grew up feeling a real... I just didn't want that to happen in my family. It hurt my heart as a child to see that contention and feel that. And I liked being at church. So <laughs> I wanted and dreamed about my whole family, including my dad, all going to church together. And so this was my dream. So we got married and I we started off that way. I, I thought that's where we were heading. But in our first year, yeah. Our first months, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Time for church, honey," and you were. <laughs> yeah. So, so my answer to that is, read the book. So, <laughs> not not the good book, Ramona's book. <laughs> yeah, Ramona's book, which is a good book, but uh, no, it's, yeah, it's uh, we've lived that life. Uh, we lived. Yeah, that, that was 
really. And that was one of the main causes for our file for separation. Yeah. We were heading for a divorce because I'm like, I am not going not, there. Yeah, not going down that path right. again. So I understand. I really do the mm-hmm. heart ache and the worry that that these women but are the real point explaining is in their letters. It's his journey and it's your journey. Yes, right? and I, I wasn't until I recognized and realized and accepted that that mm-hmm. I think things started to, we started to become actually more unified, mm-hmm. spiritually speaking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm thinking God knows us, right? And God knows women. <laughs> God knows women. Is that God a, knows women. Yeah, and he that, knows. Is that figuratively that, or literally he speaking? He knows that we're going to push and pull and hit and manipulate, if we have to, our husbands <laughs> into sharing our faith or meeting us at the same level, on the same place we're at in our spiritual journey. And I'm assuming that he knew that as women, we would tend to be impatient when it comes to the spiritual growth of our husbands, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's that's how it's, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's turned out. I've talked and listened to hundreds of women. I can tell you this, listener, dear listener, I can tell you this, that wives are rarely effective when it comes to trying to convince an unbelieving husband to submit to God. Mm-hmm. Consistently, I haven't seen it happen. Yeah. I've actually never seen it <laughs> happen. That she's trying to push, pull, hint, manipulate, bully, whatever. And she's well-intentioned. Well, she's yeah, yeah, oh, well-intentioned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it never works. So I'll share with you something I teach uh, the salespeople that I... Um, that I teach, uh, that I work with. That and you bully, hint, control. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Just, you will sell and you will like it. Uh, yeah, what do you teach? One little thing. Um, when you talk about buying something, mm-hmm. okay, you want somebody to buy something. Mm-hmm. Now here, you've got a wife who wants her husband to buy the oh, idea of okay. going to church or being more spiritual or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Okay. It comes down to to all the things that when you go in, you as a salesperson, you try to convince. Well, I've got this thing. It's an AM, FM, CD, cassette, microwave, toaster, oven, dishwasher, right, 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 mm-hmm. thing. And, and it does all these things. And it's so wonderful. And, and you need to do that. The bottom line is people buy for their reasons, not yours. <gasps> yeah. Well, that goes to this, what we're talking about, that we need to consider it as his journey yeah it, 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 and that's the only way it's going to happen it's the only way people buy things you, you know you can help them go down that path and, and we're going to talk more about that okay when we get yeah to solutions. as a wife here are things that mm-hmm. you can do but understand that they may be in your mind whoa these are the best reasons in the world you'd be an idiot not to buy this thing right or <laughs> or not do this thing but you have they and they they have to own it yeah they have to own it here's the thing is that god is going to help them Give them those reasons. Yeah. Okay. That's a really good point. There's I want another, to talk more about that. There's another influence out yes. there right. yeah, that need to be cognizant of. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. If you if you believe. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I want to point out that this applies to, I have found, to women who are married to men who really are religious. 
Okay. All right. They are going to church, uh-huh. oh. but they want them to do better. Okay. They Never want them satisfied. to do more. Okay. Right. They want them to have a deeper relationship with God or to be more committed to the church or to spiritual practices. And so they're doing the sales job and it's still not working. So <laughs> okay. whether he has uh, some kind of relationship with God or not, whether he's living up to your hopes, all you know, to some degree or not at all, your your persuasion may be mm-hmm. falling on mm-hmm. pretty deaf ears. And, okay. and whatever, the, the point is, though, that it's his journey. Right. Okay. Um, number two in our perspective shift here is that we need to consider the fairness of our expectations. The fairness. Yes. So, what yeah. I mean by that is setting up Family devotionals every morning is not the ultimate test of whether your husband is leading his home spiritually or not. Okay. Okay. So what's the, okay, I see. There's the litmus test that you're setting up. It may not be the right or fair interpretation of whether they're... You and I know people who who grew up in homes where, yes, there were daily family prayer devotions or whatever it was called in that home i knew a guy who before remember now we have sonos in our in our room in our house right different rooms and you can control them all and make them all play the same music right we can do that on wi-fi so he wired with speakers every single room in his house okay wow wired wired this was long before this was many many years before bluetooth and every home had a pair of speakers and at 6 a.m no the music started and that was the alarm clock oh man everybody got up and they dragged their tired butt down to some local some where they read scripture together or something they had their quote devotional man well that's that's one way to do it, That's I one guess. Way to do it, yeah. But we all know <laughs> families like that, but that didn't necessarily translate into godly leadership mm. in that home. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they don't equate. They don't necessarily equate. Well, yeah. And I think the the point you say about fairness, there's lots of ways for a guy to show uh-huh. that he's spiritual. That, oh, and to teach his children and oh, to sure. lead his children sure. spiritually. Exactly. Like and, how? Well, well it's, besides the morning devotional or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> Play taps every morning. <laughs> Spiritual taps. Um, so how does how does the teaching happen? How I, you know, I yes. watched just uh, not long ago having grandkids and their parents here, you know, that something ha- gets out of whack and there's time to sit down and have a little as I like to say come to Jesus meeting with a kid. <laughs> how how does dad, how does the father, how does the husband teach? Oh. How do they relate? What type of principles are they trying to instill into oh. your children? Right? Okay. So he can be a spiritual leader in the way he disciplines sure. the children or guides the children or converses. Or, or what are you trying to with teach? The, right. he's, if he's pointing his children towards God or, 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 or to good values. Right. Good things. Good problem solving. Being a good you know, person. Interpersonal relationships. All the things whatever. that that um, most um, most religions teach. Ah, right? Yeah. Take what are the creeds of Christianity? Love one another, ah. serve one another, 
You know, yeah. those are the basics. You boil it all down. Honesty. Exactly. Integrity. That's right. Yeah. And so if that's being instilled in your home by your husband, ah. consider yourself pretty lucky and, 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 and on, a, on a good track. So it doesn't right? have to be a Bible study. Right. It doesn't have to be the, the children, spiritual taps every morning at six. So he could. I think it was 430. For he that could family. be leading the family spiritually, right. just not in the way you're, you preconceived or. Yeah, so your idea of fairness. Okay, okay, okay. okay. That was number two. Consider the fairness of your expectations. Number three, consider the weight of God's expectations. Yeah. You're nodding your head. You even know what I'm going to say. Well, because I mentioned it earlier, right? This idea of being being, uh, responsible to God. No, wait a minute. God. Get closer (laughs) to the mic. You know, that's heavy. That's really, really heavy. Well, you think about it. It's hard for me to fathom what that must be like you know you go to bed exhausted at the end of a big day hard work all day long mm-hmm. you wake up the next morning and you feel like the whole start over on yeah, your the, shoulders the hamster wheel you're on the hamster yeah, wheel and and every minute you're worried about how you're going to feed the kids or the family or take care of all the things she wants you to do and be I don't know. And then you add You're really on empathetic to, that. To, to husbands, aren't you? <laughs> you really are. I'm writing a book called Husband for Life right now. <laughs> and he's going to get it straight between the eyes. So don't worry. But yeah, what I do like to do is help women understand their men. And I like to, I'm looking forward to helping men understand their women for sure. But my point is that idea of being accountable to God for how he is leading and influencing his family and his children. When you pack that into his packed existence already, I can, Mm. I do Mm -hmm. empathize. I do sympathize because I think I would probably crash and burn (laughs) if I felt that way. Well, ultimately I think it needs to be part of your, who you are. That's true. Which goes back to what you were saying a few minutes ago about how you converse with the children. Yeah. Not necessarily this big, heavy responsibility thing that I have to live up to, right? Yeah, Yeah. interesting. But still, what we're trying to help our letter writers think about is that weight that he does carry Mm -hmm. or that you are hoping he will carry and he feels you hoping he will carry of God's expectations on him. I and I want I wanna I wanna consider Now, number four, well, before I jump to that, with that weight of expectation, how does the fear of failure play into that for a guy? Because we've established in other podcast episodes, and it's one of the things we learn about in Wife Savers, the male fears. And number one is the fear of failure, which can be absolutely Mm -hmm. paralyzing. Yeah. Okay, because we're very, as a man, very externally... Uh, we need external affirmation, if yeah. you will. So, what about that? Well, I think if you if you're in a situation like the our letter writers have articulated, where the demand or the requirement is to lead and you know to lead in this way or to mm-hmm. to go to a church meeting, or you or feel like she's wants you to be whatever, more spiritual, whatever person. it is, right? Mm-hmm. You know that that's not a natural thing to a guy. It's not an easy thing. I think it has. And I know for me, in my spiritual journey, Mm -hmm. it really, really had to be developed. And I wasn't, uh, I was into close to 40, I would say, 
before it kind of clicked for me or made sense to me. Clicked? Um, made sense? Where you felt like you were capable enough or that you were willing yeah, I to think, accept Yeah, I think the willing is part of it. But but okay. the whole point of, of fear of failing, um, that... Again, that's this this uh, this God, right? Mm-hmm. Who I'm responsible mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a very very heavy heavy thing to consider. Okay, and so, so if, if 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 my wife is you know demanding of these things and saying you know you got to do this, you're not you're or you're not you're not you're not. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, the easy thing is to say, oh, well, you're right, I'm not. So Ooh, I'm not going to. Yikes! Right? Okay, so really honest moment here. Do you, there must have been times, I want to cry saying it, but there must have been times in our past where you felt that from me. Oh, yeah. We, and we've established that early in our marriage and, and such. Yeah, sure. And so you're saying it's it's not helpful. It's to feel my disappointment was paralyzing. I just don't even know what the word is. What's you know, I don't word? know that we can simplify it quite that much. Okay. Um, because this is a complex relationship and everybody's mm-hmm. got a different dynamics, you know, right. in, in their own situation. But it, was, it wasn't motivating. No. And I think it goes back to the whole idea of, of why did I buy going to church or why did I buy <laughs> the spirituality aspect of my life? Yeah. It was because of the experiences that I had. Your personal. Right. Religious right. experiences. And, and you've been very helpful in mm-hmm. that journey. And okay. we've had lots of conversations and, you know, and mm-hmm. we've learned together yeah. and, and all this right. stuff. But uh, it is, it was a long journey. Yes. I think that's a really important yeah. point yeah. Is that I had to learn to be patient with. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And you too, actually. Um, so the fourth new perspective is to consider your own worthiness <laughs> or responsibility. You've got three fingers right? pointing back at you. Is that what I hear you say? <laughs> right. You know, we, 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 when we marry, if, if we're a woman of faith, and maybe we become a woman of faith after we've been married. Maybe, mm-hmm. we, you yeah, know, sure. that we all change, you know, you don't, you marry the person you married then the person they become and the right. person they're going to be three people. Um, but this idea of the spiritual Ken doll, I like to call it, <laughs> only works if you're a spiritual Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know any woman who is a spiritual Barbie. I know I'm not, and so how fair is it, really? Yeah, but so I want a spiritual canon. But you know, the whole Ken and Barbie thing is a is a product of the, the you know the fifties, sixties. I'm a product um, of the fifties and sixties. <laughs> Thank right. you very much. Right. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, it, it's uh, it's there's a certain idea of what perfectedness is, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, what yeah. perfect is, right? And that you right. know, aren't they making like overweight Barbies now yeah. and different colored Barbies <laughs> yeah, and yeah, whatever. whatever. Right. And, and, right. but when we deal with the human soul mm-hmm. and the human entity yes. and who we are, then it's what is perfect. What is perfect. And there is no, and, and if you take the Christian creed, you know, it says be therefore perfect. And so, but, but there is no perfectedness. I think here. that word actually mm-hmm. means in the Hebrew, Finished. Yeah, right, complete is what it is. Be means. therefore finished. I'd like We're to, I'd like to be, I'd like to be done with this, actually. <laughs> I'd like to be done with this. 
but, but it's it goes back okay. to the whole idea of perspective. Okay, all right. So now that we've shaken up our perspective a little bit, how about some solutions? I'm ready. Um, I, I put a P on the front of all of them. You know me and alliteration. There so the first go. one is peace. Okay. This is what are you, what are we really gonna do? Peas? Peace. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to think of a song that has peace and peace, man. I'm talking about peace. <laughs> Let there be peace. On earth. <laughs> yes. Let so, there be peace in my house. I think we've all gotten it. I hope we've all gotten now that our husband's idea of spirituality may look very different from ours just because he views church or synagogue or temple or the spiritual community center life in a different way than you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean he lacks a personal desire for spirituality or a personal desire for God in his life or a personal desire to transform his life. Isn't this true that it could be that he is growing spiritually in ways that are just not perceptible to us? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we all have got this inner voice that's uh, helping, you know, that we argue with or discuss with or or whatever right? <laughs> rationalize. rationalize with and the more yes. i think for me it became more uh, um what's the word uh, you know copacetic uh it was uh, it was together i was oh. honest with myself i was oh. and that was part of your my spiritual journey spiritual was journey. was a big part was becoming honest with yourself yeah. or lear- and, accepting the truth accepting <laughs> about you know who you are you know mm-hmm. and, and for me i started with is there a god does god exist mm-hmm. i was mm-hmm. i didn't you know just assume anything but once i came to terms with the, this creed or things that's when i had had more peace uh, and able to work through things mm-hmm. a little easier Interesting. so so how how do you think the this happens for for a woman to have peace in a situation like well, that. Well, I'm thinking about the differences between men and women. And women prefer, let's say, this interdependency kind of feeling, the collaboration, coordination, cooperation. Mm-hmm. Whereas men in general tend to be more independent, right? Mm-hmm. And autonomous. Right. right. But say that again. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. Autonomy. They prefer autonomy. Autonomous, right. Autonomy, right. Yeah, right. very true. Totally agree. Do you know a Thomas? I know a Thomas. <laughs> I wish my mother was going to name me Thomas, but didn't have it. So I can't be a Thomas. So. And women also tend to be more open about sharing their problems and their feelings you know sharing with other people and church is a lot about that spiritually you know (laughs) but men tend to keep their concerns to themselves we've talked about this a million times if if that's the general situation now add this spirituality thing on top of it what does that mean in the context of what you're seeing or maybe not seeing in your man's spiritual life maybe that explains why you're Mm -hmm. not hearing Mm -hmm. a lot about Mm -hmm. his experiences with God or what he's reading or not reading or how he might desire or not desire to grow spiritually. Maybe that's why you're not hearing about those things because it's happening in there, but he tends to keep it to himself. Mm -hmm. He's he's Mm -hmm. thinking more independently. He's not so much, maybe, not all men are like this, but most men tend towards those, those ways of, processing if you will and growing Mm -hmm. inside so he might not be as comfortable as you are sitting in a group of couples 
uh, where you're in a circle sharing your marital struggles or your Bible study group or whatever. But that doesn't mean that he's not reaching out to God in his heart. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's not praying for you. You don't know that. And I, but I think, yeah. And so the whole idea that there's one word, I think, for our conversation so far, it's all about perspective, right? And perception. And, and, and so the peace aspect I see can comes into play. I'm thinking now if I'm, if I'm in the shoes of, of uh, our letter writer mm-hmm. is just be in that point where give the guy a break, right? <laughs> <laughs> can bring a lot of peace to you. Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Yeah. You know, you, you're both approaching the same God with the same desires. Yeah. But Getting there from a different it? way. Right. It, it, he may not be as expressive of it as you are. You're going to be, when I talk to women about spiritual journeys, they're always going to talk about their relationship with God. They're mm-hmm. going to talk about their feelings. Whereas if I'm going to talk to a man about his spiritual journey, he's probably going to tell me more about what he's learned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in his study mm-hmm. or something, you know, right. so, a little more functional kind of approach. Um, and there's there's plenty of room for both, right? So let it be, mm-hmm. right? Give your husband peace. Give him a break. I love that when it comes to meeting your expectations for his personal spirituality. Got to respect that. And then you can give him peace by appreciate. Here's another way to give him peace. Appreciate the women in your life that you can talk all about your spirituality mm. or your spiritual journey or the things you're learning. That's and giving him a break people too, that you, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> women that you can relate to on a spiritual or a mm-hmm. female level, mm-hmm. right? Charles Swindle, you know who he is? Yeah, he was a Christian pastor pasture i think he's gone off out to pasture now he's i know old... he was autonomous yeah. his middle name was Tom. no he was a great man he's yeah. a former pastor a lot, wrote a lot author, of books a lot he? of books yeah. and he said we men are far more closed closed toward god and closed toward one another but women have an openness a warmth a responsiveness to the things of god women have a desire to grow to react to feel to show affection toward the things of god that is not found in the average man, but I would like to mm. say that it's not necessarily expressed mm. by the average man. So this it might approach, be in there, but it's not being shown. This yeah. Exactly. So this approach of peace, giving him a break, as you put it, um, get, cutting him some slack, right. um, is really about accepting his yes. spirituality or his lack of it. But here's the interesting thing is that if you can bring that kind of peace and calm into your home and into your heart, I think that's necessary to open the door, basically, for God to do his work mm. with your husband. That's interesting. Right? Because it is his work. It's not your work. Oh. oh. You were never, yeah. God never said it was your work to bring your husband along spiritually. And once you really believe that and let go, it's a great relief not to carry that burden. That's a real burden for a woman. So if a, but so if a woman can be true to herself and, you know, I this is how I believe, this is yes. how I want to live, how I want to teach yes. my children and, and all that stuff. And that's part of one of our next solutions. Okay. As long as that congruence is there, mm-hmm. right, then... 
you know, allowing That's, him. Yeah, to we're going to get to that. Go you're right. So what you're what I'm what I'm trying to say, and I think what you're trying to say is one of the best things you might be able to do is to simply, peacefully, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. God do the work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was number one, peace. Number two, praise. Mm. That's I a get, real, that's a word. Can I get word. an amen? Praise, that's right. Praise. I want an amen. And, and you oh, know, wait, can I get an A women? <laughs> we talked about how chiding him or criticizing him or instructing him, you know, about what he should be doing for the family or doing for his own personal spirituality or something, how that is counterproductive. Yeah, not going to work. Absolutely. So if you can put aside all those expectations, like we talked about before, and accept that he may be progressing spiritually in ways that you can't perceive or that it's really God's responsibility anyway. Mm -hmm. So if he believes that you believe that he does have the ability to lead the family, what does that do for him? Yeah, that's a really interesting thought because if, you know, in my mindset, if, if you're harping on me to do this or that or the other, and I'm not, okay, assuming, assuming I'm not living up to whatever expectations are there, mm-hmm. the message that can come through is real simply to a guy is not just I want, I want, I want, but you're not, you're not, you're not. Uh, See? Uh-huh. Very much so. And I'm then disappointed pretty soon, in you. Right. Pretty soon, what, what am I going to start thinking? Which translates to God's disappointed yeah, in you. Yeah. And that's a, that's a whole other yeah. situation. But if if that's the message I'm receiving, how am I going to ultimately react? I'm going to say, you know what? You're right. I'm not. All right. You said that earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It doesn't make you feel very loving towards no, me. No, right, right. Interesting. All right. So I, I, I want to clarify that I'm not saying that you dismiss him from the responsibilities mm. that you feel like he has in the family. Only God can do that, really. But I'm saying lighten up. You know, how many times have I said that to women? And, and lighten that... up and look for the good. Respect and acknowledge his contributions that are different than yours, that are unique, I'm right? Glad, I'm glad you made that distinction. Praise him is the yeah, idea. I'm glad you made that distinction because I can see how, if you're saying, you know, the, what's the bumper sticker, let go and let God, right? That's been around mm. for a long time and yeah. is, is part yeah. of the message here. But that's not what you're really saying. I'm glad you made that distinction, okay. that it's not a matter of just throwing your hands up and letting go and just, you go do your thing and I'm going to go do my thing. Mm-hmm. it's we're going to do this thing, but we may be on, you know, may not be walking and perfectly the, on the same path. And the most, uh, oppor- the, you're going to have the best chance of someday being a little more unified in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. If he feels like you truly love him, yeah. that you do appreciate the good in him. That you acknowledge what he is contributing to the family, the way he talked to that and child. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting here the, thinking the good of, choices he made as a yeah, good person. Of of two specific couples that we know that have lived in this divergent type of uh, yes. relationship spiritually. Yes. Who are just the happiest that can be, and and they've, they've yes. figured that out, right? Yes. Very yes. much so. 
Right. They figured out how to do that together. Yes. And we also By focusing see... on the good in one another. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what they enjoy together. Yes. So true. And then we've also seen couples very much change and mm. come together spiritually yes. where they weren't But sometimes for after years. decades. Yeah. Long time. Decades. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that, that's... I'm, I'm really glad you made that point. So... Well, that goes to the next one. Our first one was uh, peace. Next solution was praise. <laughs> right. And here's the third solution, partnership. Got to be. All right. Yeah. We kind of covered that, didn't we? So when we're talking about being a Ken doll or a Barbie doll, <laughs> don't you think guys would rather be thought of as a G.I. Joe? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. In the trenches. Rah, rah, rah. Right, right, right. This. So right. spiritual warfare, the enemy, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. I'm generally speaking, guys. Not everybody, not every guy thinks like that. But a lot of men tend towards but, but it goes that to kind of idea solving being a problem. Challenge. Right. Yeah, right. solving a problem. Right. And so that goes to what we were talking about earlier and going to church and it being mm-hmm. boring, <laughs> unchallenging. Mm-hmm. You know, that may be mm-hmm. how he's perceiving it and when you're saying let's get spiritual where's the where's the real something he can dig into yeah, you know bite into, into yeah, right yeah, that's yeah. that's challenging that's true. so yeah i would suggest finding ways and while we're talking about partnership find ways to encourage your husband in a sense you're helping him without doing it for him mm-hmm. okay okay i just assume that he'd like to be able to lead it's just difficult maybe for him, but that would be true for you too. It's true for any of us. It's difficult to be a leader. So come alongside him as a partner. Mm-hmm. You don't have to push him yeah, from yeah, the back stuck from behind, or pull him yeah. from the front. That's right. Let's come along beside him to a partner. How do you do that? Well, here's my suggestion. It's express to your husband that you want to be his partner in every sense of the word, but you also want to let him lead and live spiritually in the way that he sees best. So you want to express that to him. Like, like just yeah. like I just said, yeah. honey, you know, I want to be your partner in every sense of the word. How do you how can I do that best? Right. I want you to lead. I want you to live how can I spiritually. Help you do that? But yeah. but as your partner, what can I do? Mm-hmm. All right. Ask him how you can help best him spiritually or lead the family if that's how, what you want it to be like in your home. But listen, be super careful that you do not say it in a way that implies that he isn't spiritual mm. or implies that he doesn't lead and, in and the way you want. You but know, in a way, what you want to do is convey to him that you realize that you might be doing more than he actually wants you to do. Like, am I actually being helpful? Yeah. Or would, do you it, know what I'm saying? I do. But I think another point here is, maybe you're going to say this, but I'm going to say it now. Don't define him by his spirituality or level or lack of. Mm-hmm. Don't make that the thing that he feels like Ah, he's so when you're asking, I want to be your partner, you want him. How do I do that? Well, I think you what you're saying is is just right. Ask those mm-hmm. questions, but mm-hmm. it can't be the defining factor in the relationship that mm. you're not leading or you're not doing these things can't be in the guy's mind the biggest problem in that or uh, his his biggest failure deficit. or deficits great uh, word. see what i'm saying yes now if you want if you do feel prompted 
maybe after prayer, um, to offer him a constructive suggestion, for instance, or what would you think about this or that? It always goes better, ladies, when you preface it with praise and affirmation, how much you appreciate this or that. Or I love the way that you... And you teach that, with that generally yes, saying, I love the, And you mean it. It's very authentic. I yeah. love the way you were tender with our little guy last night or the way you helped zone the, you know, our daughter handle yeah. that situation yeah. or whatever. I really appreciate how kind you were to me yesterday. You know, that kind of affirmation um, before you ever get around to, and they don't need to be back to back, <laughs> but when you get around to making some kind of suggestion, do it with gentleness. Mm-hmm. Talk about lightening up, gentleness and respect. That's often done with a question, by the way. Like, oh, what yeah. would you think about, yeah. or have you ever considered... Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than you should play Jeopardy, mm-hmm. phrase it in the form of a question. There you go. That prompts me to think about another thing, and that is, I do. I would not want to feel like in this journey, mm-hmm. in this partnership, partnership, that I have to report to you. Yikes! Good right? point. That I have to be. Here's my. There's my report card. Turning in at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, this is what I've done, right? Uh, that I'm, so I'm not doing some kind of performance yeah. review. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Because it, it's uh, a partnership, it's a journey, but then I can see, you know, how how the relation could turn into, okay, I'm doing all this now. All right, honey, it's, you know, we've had our dinner. We're, we're sitting alone. The kids are in bed. All right. So how'd you do today? <laughs> right? Type thing. Uh, and, or her, and, yeah, I see what you're and saying. And to you, to, to the idea of phrasing it in the form of a question, right? Mm-hmm, Honest mm-hmm, questions, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah. And then. Honest questions. And then accept the answer. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh. Which may be hard. Yeah. Maybe Maybe it's not the answer it you're looking for. It might be an for. honest answer that if he's like, no, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Not working for me, baby. That's All right. right. Well, um. So, you know, just start by simply asking. Yeah. Start by simply asking what motivates him when it comes to spiritual things and, and that's, or to church. And to, to your point earlier, right, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a doing thing. Right. Oh, it's a doing to thing? do to do. I want I want some a guy. I want something to do. I want a problem to solve. Oh, I want something oh, to oh, fix. Oh, oh. Right. Yeah. And so, as a partner in a partnership. Ah, how do we cultivate that? I can, I maybe there's something going on at church or a service project or right. something Some that he needs can some get help. in with the guys and they're or working it might side be by side. Ever, on Wednesday nights at nine, they're going to play basketball. Oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. volleyball or or whatever, yeah, some okay. sporting activity okay. that can be a way to be engaged physically oh, okay. and, and doing something and, for and others and hanging out with other guys, right. Right, because I think some men think that you can't really be a man and be spiritual. But that, but it, it, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, if you can see other examples, I think of that. that's the point. And guys look for, you know, people to emulate and mm-hmm. to learn from. They oh. really do. Most most do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good ones, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and often that's where those uh, um, those kind of relationships the relationships start. are formed. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I love that. All right, so. Helping help him find a way to actually be useful or engaged. Yeah, 
and develop relationships. Yeah, because it, it start for for you know in a woman's and wife's mind, it kind of starts with going to church, right? I want to go to church, mm. and you already you know <gasps> that's said, such a good point. It is. It may not be about going and sitting at church. It may be yeah, for him going and sitting in church. Sort of another is, way in. Now he's showing me that he's spiritual by going and sitting at church and. Oh. And that's a, one often the last thing they want to do, right? Again, we're not because, asking him to prove himself to us. Right. We're just trying to be his partner yeah. and helping support his journey, however, it, whichever way it goes and how long it takes. Okay, very good. Um, all right, so, so far we have peace, praise, and partnership. And the last one is, can you guess? It starts with the P. Got to be the, yeah, it's got to be prayer. Prayer is exactly what right. What that means to you, right? Yeah. Right. Some private spiritual time. Right. You can pray for your husband. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So back off. <laughs> back off and let your husband pursue his walk with God without your direct, constant intervention. Right. right? right. Focus or to continue to focus on your own spirituality in your own prayers. And as I said earlier, there's a much greater chance of winning your husband over <laughs> spiritually mm -hmm. or having some kind of profound impact on him. If your own character, and you pointed this out earlier, if your own character and behavior deeply and authentically reflect those beautiful values and truths that are part of your faith, your actions are going to be far more influential than words. That's not just true of children. Your actions are going to be far more influential than your words with mm -hmm, your husband, mm -hmm, with your loved absolutely. one. For instance, if you're always telling him to trust God, honey, just trust mm -hmm. God when he's scared, when worried about something going on at work or home or whatever, you're telling him, trust God. That only really works if you are exhibiting that level mm -hmm. of trust and faith and courage in your own life yeah and if it's a if it's a badgering or if it's a nagging or for whatever it is you're not going to draw him to you or god no but but that right in and of itself shows you're not really trusting of god if you feel like oh, you have to step in and hey what a good point and uh and be the ever-present voice uh, in his head jesus told his followers let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify yeah. your Father yeah, in this yeah. heaven, right? Do, so, do the thing. So that really translates into this context. Can my husband see by my actions plainly without a doubt that I believe in and love God? Ask yourself that. And I think for, you know, that's what I saw in you. I know that you, it was very... Really? You had developed uh, a very strong relationship with God when we were married. Mm -hmm. And you you exemplified Aww. what you were trying to teach for the most part. I mean, I mean we, yeah, we talked earlier that... lots of mistakes. We all do. We yeah. all did. Um, but that, I think, is one of the... The best things, and we we talked a few, few moments ago about the other couples that we know who had uh, come to terms with their yes, divergent, right. you know, paths, diverging paths. Uh, and I don't mean to say that they're going off in separate directions totally. No, no, you know no, what no. I'm trying to say. But they they have two different walks, two, two different you. kinds That's of fine. walks. With but God. it was because of the way they lived their lives, and they were mm. exemplifying those spiritual beliefs. They were living congruent with their yeah, values. Yeah, right, right. That ultimately 
brought them to a full partnership. Oh, that, uh, that's so beautiful. Well, I, the la- we're talking about prayer, I'm trying to get around to prayer. So if you ask yourself that question, can my spouse see without a doubt, that kind of thing, you know, and if you, if you're like, oh, gee, I don't know mm-hmm. about that, then maybe you need to change the gist of your prayers from help my husband to help me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have a prayer. Mm. Ready? You have a prayer? I have a prayer. This is an example of the kind of prayer that you might consider offering up for your husband. Teach, or not for your husband, sorry. <laughs> for yourself. For yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or for or for the two of you, really is yeah, what it boils down to. Help us. Yeah. Right? Okay. Teach me to let go. You are the one that is in control. Help me to trust you first and then to trust my husband. Humble my heart during the times when I feel I do things better than my husband. Help me to express my respect and love. And on the days when I'm not truly on board with him, give me a heart that says, I know you are trying to fulfill your responsibilities and I trust you to do your best for us. Help me be gentle, patient, pleasant, grateful, and optimistic in a way that changes us both for the better. Please God, graciously guide us. Give us the wisdom and patience and forbearance and forgiveness we need to support one another in our individual walks with you and in our common walk to raise our family in love. Thanks for listening to the Wife Savers podcast. As usual, I want to invite you to join the Wife Savers course and community. Yes, two parts there. The Wife Savers course is full of nearly 100 lessons. We'll have 100 lessons very soon. That's 100 different strategies and skill sets for you. But we also have a community that's full of fun and live events and lots and lots of love. Come find out more at wifesavers.org. Home is with